Well, we appreciate each of you uh, tuning in today. Uh, do remind you that this podcast is uh, available in your um, iTunes store or your Google Play. Be sure to subscribe so that we stay active and current with the podcast subscriber people. Just search for the Sylvester team. And while you're doing it, if you don't own the uh, book Psychology of Selling by Brian Tracy, definitely want to add that to your library for personal development. Make certain that you're getting about 30 minutes or more of that a day as the CEO of your own business. You do want to do nothing but improve and get better, uh, better and better. And I know that um, tomorrow it Jamar is on here. I'm going to go ahead and unmute his line and uh, hand this over to you, Dick. Thanks, Connie. Uh, Jamar and I talk several times a day, so he's had a lot of opportunity to learn and things, and uh, we'll even talk about that a little bit. Jamar, I wanted to uh, zero in on today. We're talking about fine-tuning how we present things, how we ask questions, just how we get better at what we're doing. And the book, The Psychology of Selling, um, by Brian Tracy, guys, that's one that probably should be read a little of it just about every month throughout the year. There's just so much psychology of selling in there, and you hear Coach K on the uh, Zoom team talking about that sort of thing just about every day. But, Jamar, tell us a little bit. You had a lady that had poor health, and we, you and I chatted about it momentarily, got some ideas. Kind of share with everybody today how that became a sale. Yep. Um, so let's see here. I've been so busy. I'm trying to remember exactly which uh, lady we're talking about. Uh, I think she was up. either 58 or 62. And um, um, she even came right straight around to the idea of, oh, yeah, it doesn't make sense to buy enough insurance to pay the mortgage off. It makes more sense to protect the equity. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. I've got her right here. Um, yes, this lady, she was 58 years old. Um, we had a pretty good conversation. Her mortgage was fairly low. You're kind of breaking up. You might want to get a little closer to the phone. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, yes, she was 58 years old. Her mortgage was fairly low, like 60000 uh, She was a 20 year mortgage, so I found out with her. her mortgage yeah. Jamar. Hey. hey, Jamar. It's just uh, whatever is happening here, we can't understand you. I'm wondering it's if breaking maybe, up real bad. Or maybe I'm wondering if you ought to hang up and dial back in. Um, Tell us about the 58-year-old lady that you had that had poor health that it, it evolved and worked right into a sale for you. Yeah, so um, she she was uh, 59 years old. Her mortgage was fairly low. It was $60,000. Found out what her monthly mortgage payments were. Uh, she is disabled, uh, and she doesn't bring in a ton of money. But uh, the way we got into things were we started talking about her kids. Her kids are about my age, and started bringing up the grandkids. She has six grandkids, and uh, she's single uh, now. She was a smoker. She had a stroke in 2004. She takes gabapentin. That's for nerve pain. She had a major foot surgery two years ago. Knee replacement. Uh, she's got uh, cramping in her legs, so she takes naproxen. Uh, and, but her height and weight's fine. And um, like Dick said, we talked a couple times a day. I, I talked to you and went over uh, pretty much how her health was looking. So 
I wasn't discouraged because I seen a lot of the things, but a lot of the stuff was uh, a long time ago, and she's doing a bit better now. Um, and I found out that the children will get the house if something was to happen to her. And then I started bringing up the fact that, hey, uh, if you were to sell your house right now uh, with this market, how much do you think you'd get? Like I just walked her right into it. And she was like, oh, yeah, my um, my uh, my realtor said that we could probably get this sold in a month if I had to. And I, I definitely held on to that when I was uh, continuing on with the rest of the the um, the uh, meeting that we were having with each other. Uh, so then I was like, all right, that's that's not bad. That makes sense. So uh, we want to protect the equity in the house there, right? And then she's like, yeah. And then so I I talked to Dick. We figured out what we were going to go with. We went with Americo, uh, Eagle Premier. And um, I had figured the gold, bronze, and silver, uh, of course. Or I did that backwards, but whatever. Um, and then we pretty. I started uh, pitching the numbers, started with bronze, of course, start from the bottom. I explained that it's going to take care of uh, the mortgage payments for a year and a half for this price. Silver will take care of the mortgage for three years. And then she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's way too long. Like I said before, my, my realtor said we can get this done in, in uh, a couple months. Let's just do it. Uh, let's do that bronze option. And I was like, you know what, man, that's perfect. That's the one that I was going to suggest anyways. Just wanted to show you what I had figured for if you wanted something a little bit larger. But we can go ahead and get this written up right now. Can you go ahead and grab your driver's license and account number, and we can get this taken care of? Now, we talked. That was that was phenomenal how that thing worked out. Now, we did talk. I think budget-wise, she's better with the bronze. But we did talk about <coughs> using the grandchildren as a way to solidify that, and maybe she might have gone with 15000 with the idea of leaving something from the grandkids. If you were to do that sale over again today, the exact same scenario, what would you have changed anything or added anything to it? Yeah, I remember you brought that up to me after I let you know that I uh, I got it. Um, I should uh, I bet I would have probably been like, um, so you got approved for three uh, three options here with Americo. They're a great company. Uh, this is a company that I have myself. Um, uh, we, and then I, when I would have went into the numbers, I would have explained that, hey, uh, like you said, the mortgage is – if you sold the house, you could probably make like $80,000 off of it in, within a month, and that would be really cool. So you might not need too much um, mortgage uh, insurance to, like, cover the entire mortgage, but it would be nice perhaps for your grandkids to, uh, to get a little something if uh, you had an untimely demise. So uh, let me go over all three of these for you, and then let's think about um, what this money could do, uh, the extra money could do for your grandchildren, right? Because you mentioned uh, John, he uh, he's starting to learn to play soccer, and maybe we could get a couple years' worth of uh, his um, his park and rec uh, activities paid off, or jerseys, or uh, birthday parties, uh, team, team, sort of stuff like that. I probably would have dove into the children a little bit more and figured out what each grandkid had going on. And uh, she did mention she likes going to their sporting events. So stuff like that I could have uh, spoken about a little bit more. And then if she would have let me get to the gold, and then she sees, like, wow, mortgage payments taken care of for four and a half years, uh, that's a lot. And that extra money for only 90 bucks a month could go to the grandkids. I think I probably would have done that. The purpose in me asking that question, because this was an, an eye-opening experience for Jamar, too, 
uh, as we're talking about the fine-tuning, you know, the gold package would have covered the mortgage and ensured that her kids would have gotten the 80000 But the extra $10,000 of the coverage would have been something because she was really big about the grandchildren. So we might have just introduced the gold with the idea of giving the, kid, the grandkids more money, and she possibly might have settled on the silver package because the gold might have just been more. But uh, did a phenomenal job. But the reason for bringing this up is Jamar pointed out very first sentence or two that he zeroed in on and made a note that the house could sell in one month with about $80,000 in equity. So immediately that's what he focused on to get this sale. We got you know, at least three months worth of payments in case it takes a little longer. Um, the fact that there's a little extra money there to paint the house or do a little work if we had to because it's not going to take long to sell the house, but just ways we can ensure the family gets that $80,000. So I, I want to thank you for that because now this morning we did basically the same thing, and it didn't work. About 20% of the time, the foreclosure protection or the equity protection doesn't work. You know, and I think in this lady's situation this morning where you did it, it wasn't that it didn't work or didn't make sense. It's her income is so low, it just was impossible for her to do much about buying anything. Now, one of the things on that case this morning that you did that I try to zero in on is ask them when they've got that policy for 100000 that's very inexpensive, how much longer does that last before the price goes up? Because that's something that they aren't thinking about or don't know. So it's a good idea to try to get them to get that policy. Say, I don't have time now. I've got so many other clients to see. Why don't we do this? Why don't you pull that policy out, and I'll reach out to you this afternoon to see how much longer it lasts and what the payment's going to go to when it ends. And uh, and that, and I, I just tell them that's usually on the page Three, two, three, four, five, where you can find that information. Because with her today, there was no sale there, but when she sees what that's going to go to, there might possibly be a sale there. So again, this is all about fine-tuning, just a way that we can take the knowledge we have, the understanding we have, and turn it into a potential sale down the road. Uh, any thoughts on that case this morning, um, Jamar? Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew from the beginning that was going to be a weird one just because she makes, like, some months she makes nothing, she even admitted. So I was like, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I just had this thought. I, I did the numbers on that $100,000 policy she told you she had, and that's basically $90 a month. And if that's a, you know, a 20-year term that's going away in two years, she'd probably be a lot better off getting a final expense plan uh, that would take her till she needs it uh, and probably could get it for less than $90 a month. I definitely yeah. should have asked her um, when, like how long well she's had it and when it's up. I didn't even think about that. So, mm -hmm. Which is why we have these calls, because we uncover things. Every, if, if that's all somebody learns today is, is to ask the question, well, how much longer does that go, and what's the payment going to be? And then sound busy. 
I don't have time to, to do this now, but you're more of a consultant when you do that. If that's all you learned on the call today, uh, you got your money's worth. You know, let me ask you this, Jamar, um, because you had started using the code uh, as a way to um, tie your cases down and then following that up with either foreclosure protection or equity protection. Tell us a little bit about how your appointments have changed in terms of people keeping them since you started using that. Yeah, so um, if you look at the the setting appointments for the A-leads, um, I just really think uh, role-playing is probably the key to everything. Uh, I remember when I first got going, I had the scripts, everything that I needed, and I would go through them and do my, make my calls, and then I would stop at like 100, and then I'd be like, okay, I keep getting stopped right here. I'm not setting any appointments. Let me call Dick. I'd call – I call Dick and I'm like, hey, do you mind if I just hit you with my spiel, my spiel real quick? Can you tell me uh, where I where it's mess where I'm messing up at? And then he would tell me, and then I would tweak it, and then I'd get a little bit further in the in the script, and then I would get a little bit further, and then I'd get stopped at a certain point. I thought, like, all right, Dick, I'm getting to here, but now here I'm getting stopped, and he's like, okay, do this. So I was like, all right, did that, fixed it, slowly tweaking slowly working my way through the entire application, fine-tuning and understanding each and every part, why I'm asking it, and what's up with the pauses and the tonality and all that. So once we finally got to that point, um, I started making sales. So I was like, cool, I'm killing it, whatever. And then I was like, yeah, I can set up appointments all day. Like I was setting up appointments, but they, these were like weak. They're super weak, non-tied-down appointments. And then I'm, I was surprised when if someone told me, yeah, let's do it at 1.30, and I call them at 1.30, and they, no one answers. And I had six appointments set for that day that I was banking on, and then none of them were even picking up, yet alone, even if they did pick up, uh, would, would they be qualified and would they like the numbers? So I, I was just – there's too much risk going on, um, and I, I'm trying to, like, control my own destiny, and I'm not letting – and I've done letting – I've been done letting them uh, control my destiny and – Things happen. I'm not saying they're doing it maliciously, but um, we've all done it. Like, oh, yeah, I'll call you back. A friend hits you up and is like, hey, let's uh, go out tonight. You're like, yeah, I'll think about it. And you know what that means. Like, if you want to do it, you'll probably do it. If you don't, most people want to do something, not saying I'll think about it or well, I'll get back to you later or anything like that. So uh, there's a portion in the script where after you've asked them, you're looking to get your uh, mortgage paid off or taken care of in case of death or disability, right? And they say, yeah. So you go into the portion of explaining again who you are. You're the state licensed insurance underwriter. Tell them how long it's going to take. It takes about 10, 15 minutes to take care of everything over the phone. We can do it now or schedule the time for later uh, or tomorrow. What works better for you? So a lot of people, yeah, they're going to be at work, they'll be at the gym, they'll be driving. So they'll be all like, uh, yeah, let's, uh, they'll pick a time. And then you and I would just usually be like, okay, three thirty. You told me you chose the time. I expect you to be there. Goodbye. And that was not. It's just not enough. So now, and I was really afraid and shy to ask these questions or demand these things out of people. But it's not such a big deal if you don't make it a big deal. So I'm like, hey, uh, real quick, because we're doing this over the phone. I'm required to send you my credentials uh, prior to our uh, meeting. So what's the best email I can get from you? They give me the email, and even there, I would I would stop after that point. I'd be like, I got that. I'll send them it. The the email is going to have that the appointment time, and it's like, let's get real. Are they even checking that? Most of the time, they're not. 
So then the next portion of tying it down, I'm like, hey, I know you're busy, man, real quick, though. Can I? Can you grab a pen and paper and write down your appointment confirmation number? I'm like, you need this. You need this uh, applica- uh, this confirmation number. And uh, when I call you back, uh, or if someone reaches out to you b- between now and our appointment and they don't have this confirmation number, they're not the right person to talk to. And obviously everyone's not going to let you get this far, but I'm trying with everyone, and, uh, and I've had some pretty good results. And if they really care, They'll, they'll write the number, they'll write it down, and then you make them repeat the number like, okay, it's E, F, and whatever your Equus number is, and then make them repeat it, and then uh, confirm the time, and then make, make them confirm the time. And then once you're doing all that, it's just setting up so many, like, uh, you're, you're making it seem more serious. It seems more official. Like, when I'm on the phone with Xfinity, they give me uh, confirmation numbers, and I have, and I feel like it's important that I write it down, and I feel like it just adds credibility to the whole thing. Like, oh wow, this guy's got a confirmation number. This is special. This is for me. I should probably make sure of it, and I should probably make sure that I need to be there. And then the last little nugget that Dick gave me was to almost leave them on a cliffhanger. Uh, so yeah, we've got the appointment time. They've got it written down. They got it scheduled. And I'm like, okay, and do me one more favor. Uh, when I call you back, um, can you just please don't let me forget to go over the um, foreclosure protection for you? I think I think that'll be really good for you. They're like, what's that for? I'm gonna write this down. Foreclosure protection. Uh, don't let me forget to uh, go over this with you. I think you'll uh, be qualified for that. And then they're all like, oh, okay. And even if they try to get into it with me right there, I'm like, you know, we'll go over it when I call you back. Um, I do also have another uh, appointment coming up right after this phone call. So we'll go over it now, but we'll go over it later, okay? And then, boom, I've done that, and I've stressed the time so much. I'm not messing around because I don't like them messing with my schedule uh, because I could be helping other people instead of showing up when you said you wanted me to show up. And then you're not there, then, I mean, I just don't have time for it. So uh, when I've done that, my my uh, sit rate has it went up like thirty percent instantaneously. So that's why ever since doing that, all my appointments have been showing up. Most of them, I should say, and uh, yeah, that's what I would say for most people. That's what you gotta work on, even though it feels weird to ask and say those things. Well, you know, it's interesting because what prompted this part of the call today was Jamar. Jamar called me. I think it was Monday. And he had six appointments, and five of them kept their appointment. You know, and so traditionally we have about a forty percent sit rate. So using something like this, and and pointing out, remind me to go over that foreclosure protection plan. Most companies don't have it, but it looks like you might qualify for it. So make sure that I go over that with you. So if anybody else does call and they don't have any idea what foreclosure protection is or they don't have the code, guys, you're offering now something that they've never heard of before, and it has the potential of making all the difference in the world for you. So um, very, very good. Um, thank you so much today. In closing, any other thoughts as as we uh, move, move on in the call today, Jamar? I would just say uh, just stop skipping the script. Uh, like I know you're doing it because I'm doing it. I was doing it and was wondering like, why is this not working? Everything that they put in there is put there for a reason. And the sequencing is super important too. So just stop bouncing around, stop skipping. Don't be afraid or shy to ask that question or to read that part of the, 
the script. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say just practice on your friends, hit them with it, and they'll be like, wow. So <laughs> You just covered the majority of the notes on my last part of this thing, so thank you very much. Um, thanks, Jamar. Thank you very much uh, for taking the time today. Thank you, sir. And I wanted to point out to everybody today, uh, again, this is a fine-tuning thing. These aren't things that you don't already know, but it's easy to move past. One of the other areas that will help you immensely in this are your agent guides. Guys, this is kind of like they are the bullets for your gun. Um, you know, everybody's been issued a weapon here, um, but having a gun with no bullets or a car with no gas, it's pretty tough to get it to move forward or do what it's supposed to do. And the agent guides are going to be the gas for your engine. They're going to give you the things that you're going to need that are going to make all the difference in the world. Not having the height and weight chart printed out for both the term products and the whole life policies, those are very important. Uh, your medication list for knockouts, you know, all the carriers don't have that. Forrester's has a good one, but if Forrester's is not going to take it because of a medication, more than likely the other carriers are not going to take it either. And with your under under 30 crowd, it's a good idea to kind of joke and say, hey, now let me ask you something. Have you got a lead foot like most most of us, you know? Well, yeah. How's your driving record? You know, figure out a way to kind of find out, you know, any reckless, many speeding tickets, you know, any DUIs or anything like that in there. Because uh, we've had a few cases in the last couple of weeks that were declined. Perfect health. Couldn't understand why, but it appears that it was a driving record, too many speeding tickets. So those are some, some other things that can make a difference for you. But I want to point out when you're, when you're setting your appointment, your job on setting the appointment is, is to give as little information as possible when you're setting the appointment. You know, don't go into a lot of details about what this is all about. You know, um, the second point is, and, and guys, this is really important as well, treat every client when you're setting the appointment as if they're uh, 28 and they can leap buildings in a single bound, no matter what their age or what their health is, treat the client as if they're 28 and they can leap buildings in a single bound. And And the reason for that is, their thought process, man, I might just might get qualified here, you know, because you're not picking every little thing apart, and you have a higher probability of them answering the phone when you do call back. And for those of you that are life and health licensed, it gives you an opportunity, if they're 70 or under, to offer a accident plan. If they're 60 and under, it gives you an opportunity to offer an accident plan through Americo. It's like the lady that Jamar had this morning that wanted to cover the whole mortgage is, you know, in that situation there, she might have been able to buy a 15 or $20 a month plan for $70,000 to pay the house off for an accident. And guys, seniors fall. Yes, she was 58, but she had poor health. You know, some teenager texting could run over or she could try to change a light bulb off of a ladder and fall, and those things happen. And a lot of times they're willing to spend $10, $12, $15 a month for something like that or $20 a month for an accident plan. So, you know, getting them back on the phone, 
they've had time to think about this. They've had time to kind of condition themselves. They'd like to have something, so that makes a little bit difference uh, in them keeping the appointment. In reality, when they're not healthy, they know, you know, they had a heart attack. They know they're not insurable or it's going to be difficult. They've had cancer. They've had a stroke. You know, all those things come into play. And once you get them back on the phone, they've had time to digest some of the the process here. So when we spring the questions on them, well, who gets the house, the kids? Are they going to do like most kids and sell it? Doesn't make sense buy enough insurance to cover the whole mortgage? No, because now they're in the mindset to think that way. So I try never to go over any of the details of what's going to be in the appointment when I'm setting the appointment. I'm just trying to get the information to put the solution together for them, and I want them to feel as good about themselves as possible. We'll introduce the problems down the road. And... um, A lot of times when we go into trying to introduce these concepts on the first appointment without building the value of equity protection, it doesn't make sense because you caught them off guard. You know, it's just not going to work as well as setting the appointment, treating them like they can leap buildings in a single bound, then on the agent's perspective, then they need to go in well-prepared to ask the questions and provide a solution. That's where Jamar has really succeeded because he's always calling me. We go through the solution together so that he feels prepared. Now, let me tell you something. If you're new and you come up with a solution on your own, one, you're not sure it's going to work, and two, you really haven't experienced a death claim yet to know, you know, even a a check for $10,000 for a final expense is a big deal because that gives the family some money to make that house payment for a month or two and maybe to paint a little around the house by painting and somebody come in and clean it out or whatever. Those things make a difference. This isn't for selling. This is for using, and people will use it. So in, in closing, when we're talking about fine-tuning, and, and Jamar stepped right into this in, in a very good way, When we change things, say we move the process to get along faster, we're still doing everything the same. We're using the same dialogue, the same questions, but we're using a different sequence. Or we're speeding it up. We're talking faster. Then when we change the order of things, nothing is the same, and the results will not be the same. And... You know, we we have agents from time to time that are extremely successful, but they want to move the process along faster to become more successful. And as they change things, they literally become less successful because they're trying to get to more people in less amount of time. So all these things make a difference, and we really don't want to fall. That's why it's so important. When you make five or ten contacts, and you haven't made a sale, it's a good time. Pardon? It mean an appointment. Uh, or five or ten uh, calls and have not that you've talked to people and you haven't made an appointment, or five or ten sale uh, calls where you call them back and you talk to people and they haven't bought. It's time to get somebody to analyze what you're doing because usually 
we haven't changed much. We don't need a new mo- motor. We don't need to overhaul the engine. We just need to tune the carburetor a little bit, and we can make all the difference. You know, one of the things that I see happen a lot, especially on the virtual team, is they're used to talking to maybe 15 or 20 people an hour and saying one or two appointments, and suddenly the clients are confrontational with them when they do answer, but they're not getting hardly anybody to pick up the phone. It's because their their dialer has made so many dials that it's showing up as a potential spam. So if the people do answer, they're confrontational because they don't think they can trust you. So when those type of things happen, anything that's out of the ordinary, call for help because we have the solution. We just change the number and everything is fine. So these are things that will make a big difference for you in this fine-tuning process, and that's what we're looking to do to, (coughs) to make a difference to make you more effective. 